Welcome to the Digital Dialogue. It's Amanda Briggs, and today we're speaking with Professor Selena Bartlett from Queensland University of Technology and the Translational Research Institute. She's a TEDx speaker and developer of the Brain Vitality Index. Welcome, Selena. Thank you for having me. So, Selena is an expert in neuroscience and brain plasticity. What is neuroplasticity? So, neuroplasticity is um, the knowledge that we know that you can change your brain forever. So once upon a time we taught the brain was fixed after 25 years of age and we all knew you could change your brain up until 25 but we have really strong evidence now that you can change your brain until the day that you die. So why is it that change is so difficult for people if the brain is so pliable? Because because what happens between 0 and 25 sets up your brain in a story and it it's, gets more difficult to change your brain after 25. That's why. And these habits that we've learned over a lifetime become pretty much ingrained in the brain. The brain likes to save energy, so it tends to revert to your habits. To change a habit, you have to change your brain. You spoke about the year 25, so when we turn 25. I'm thinking about the people under 25 today have had a very different exposure to the digital economy and digital technologies than somebody like you or I who are just a couple of years over 25. Have you noticed any difference between research under with the digital natives versus people who haven't grown up with these digital technologies? Or what sort of impact is the digital economy really having on us and our neuroplasticity? So I believe that they're a lot smarter than we are. And I know that's kind of out there. And it is an, exper- uh, an experiment in progress in terms of how it affects their brain in the long term. But what I see is they can do a number of things all at the same time. They uh, access a lot of information. They tend to process it and seem to have a lot of knowledge around topics that I never had at the same age. And I think that's going to have a big impact because our generation is a bit scared of that because what they realise is that we're not experts. And so part of the difficulty as us in a little bit older than 25 is that we want to be experts because we've spent a long time getting to where we are. So people are trying to stop people becoming coaches and they want to remain holding that information and be the experts. So the massive transformation that's underway because of the digital economy is we're no longer experts because anyone can access content. So do you think fields where expertise normally lied, doctors, you know, lawyers, is that under threat? It's already happened, yeah. So, um, and that's kind of why I've been passionate about helping us move our young people away from traditional ways of thinking that you have a career and a profession. doesn't mean they've gone. It just means the way that you do it is completely differently, different. So as an example, we believe that, I believe teachers are not going to be teachers, they're going to be coaches for around lifelong learning. If you're not capable of learning for your life, you're going to be left behind. And this isn't really a choice. It's happened. We're here. And what people are kind of struggling with is the fact that they don't want that to be the case. So what I see, two big things, well, more than two, but I see people becoming lifelong learners and having professors and teachers be coaches to help people get there. And I also see doctors and allied health professionals becoming coaches for well-being around prevention. So at the moment we treat, we're very reactive in the way we treat people when actually we know if you do prevention around lifestyle and many other things, you can actually reduce most of the costs in the medical health system, which is a terrible thing 
to consider because I am a pharmacist as well. Um, but that's what I see. I see it and it's already happening. And that if you want to think about you're just making that up, well, just look at where venture capital is putting all their money right now in, in the Silicon Valley. And coming back to the lifelong learning, is there evidence to suggest that if you continue to learn and challenge your neuroplasticity, it's actually easier versus studying something, remaining in a, in a stagnant place and then trying to oh, change? Absolutely. Okay. Because you're teaching your brain you can learn. So then you'll take up that instrument when you're 60 rather than saying, oh, I'm not a musician. You'll start running when you're in your 50s. I'm not a runner. Uh, I see this over and over again. I love this example of a fifth, of an 89-year-old who got sick of his decrepit old body and he took up bodybuilding and then he won the 200-metre sprint at 93, world record. I've actually seen that story. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing story, yeah. and I think. people say, well, that's just a one-off, but I have hundreds of these stories. I have hundreds of these stories where people have been told that they're dumb, that they're intellectually impaired, and now they're working through doing really intensive neuroplasticity training, but they've changed and transformed their lives. It's amazing. Can we talk a little bit about the opportunities the digital economy presents to researchers and to people working in spaces around globalisation? What tools have you been able to access now because of digital technologies and how has that impacted your work? Oh, it's massively impacted my work. So there's many, many things. So there's a big data side of things. We're developing emotional signatures of people, intelligence signatures of people. We can collect that data across the globe much more easily. Um, I can develop apps for people that can actually help them try and change their mindset because that's really difficult because they don't no one's been taught how their brain works we can democratize this information and help people get to understand what I call it get to know your own brain um, and get that in schools and across society that's one of my global visions we need to transform the word mental out of mental health and call it brain health and we all should have brain fitness coaches like you have for physical fitness um, there's just so much to do um, but that's the beauty of the digital platform right because it's anyone can access it and I just I just love that. Selena, thank you so much for your time. I really love the idea that a brain fitness coach would be a job of the future yes. in the digital economy. Yeah. And we'll catch up with you as your research continues at the Translational Research Institute yeah. and here at QUT. Thanks so much. Thank you.